0: It's Jamie and Lee with you, and it's great to be able to catch up with some uh, incredible people from around the Riverina who have uh, been doing some amazing things. One of those things that is being done is a book called Ainsley De Jong Could Dance, it's- been produced. Yeah, it was written by
1: Aaron de Jong and uh, Peter Doherty un- after the unfortunate death of uh, Aaron's daughter Ainsley several years ago uh, due to a, a bunch of complications. Uh, it must have been a difficult book to write but we had the chance to catch up with the guys and speak a little bit about how the book was written and how it's been
0: received. Aaron, Pete, hello. Jamie, Lee. We? Very well. Um, Aaron, we might start with you. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the book Ainsley de Jong Could Dance.
2: Yeah, it's been a bit of a it's taken a few years to going. It was uh, obviously my daughter she um, battled with a brain brain tumour and um, went through a lot of stuff and then she died in a schoolyard accident and um, yeah I was uh, when she died I was one of the first people there with the ambulance and I got diagnosed with PTSD from, mm-hmm. from the accident and um, I was seeing a psychologist at the time and when COVID hit I couldn't see her and so Um, And I'm an uneducated person, um, year 10 dropout. So I just started, instead of seeing her, I was just writing things on the notes app on my phone at home, just wandering around. And um, a mate of mine rang me one night and said, you know, what have you been doing? And I sort of told him and um, he said, send me what you got. And I didn't realise how much I'd done. He he wrote it all out for me and there's a fair few pages and sort of thought, how about we start, turn this into a book or something. So Mm -hmm. that's how it started yeah.
0: Wow and um, Pete you've come on board to to help out a first-time author but uh, well known around the traps of course how different is it to writing a book and pulling that all together to to what
3: you usually do? Uh, Yeah it was well it was an unknown quantity to go into but originally um, yeah Aaron I'm not quite sure whether he thought of a book from the very start but when I came on board, it was more um, just wanting to try and help get Aaron's, get Ainsley's story out there and sort of Aaron's thoughts through through what he'd thought about and what he'd gone through. Um, we thought there's kind of a story here, which I should pay tribute to um, Ryan Forsyth, who's the mate of Aaron's, who oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, went round and saw him one night and realised that Aaron was struggling and actually seized the moment in, you know, what... I, I want to help you, but also there's something important here in what you've done in putting all your thoughts down and looking into it. And so it was actually Ryan who rang me one day and said, look, I've been helping Aaron put his thoughts together and he hasn't actually told anybody at this point. He'd been keeping it pretty private. And um, But Ryan felt that, that there was value for Aaron, but also value in... Uh, trying to tell the story of what this family went through um so he came to me and said would I help him and we were originally looking to maybe contact some media organizations or maybe there'd be somebody who'd pick up and tell the story and and in the meantime Aaron and I said well why don't we work on a manuscript and expand what you've got as well um and as we went along we did try to pitch to a few people and we didn't get any takers in wanting to take it up for either a long form interview or or a book we sent the manuscript off so eventually um probably through Aaron's persistence as well. He found a publisher who was willing to do it with us. And then next thing we said, well, why don't we have a crack at it ourselves? So we really went in, in terms of knowing how to produce a book, we went in pretty cold, but we just trusted that the story would resonate with people. And we'll try and tell it in a um, in a delicate, but also a, um, in a way that was a fair tribute to Ainsley, really. That's this, well, so far what we've talked about is Aaron's story to now, but really there's a beautiful little girl at the heart of this who was a great personality, who was much more than um, the label of a victim or a um, cancer sufferer. So I, yeah. I think we really went in with that sense that let's just try and pay tribute to Ainsley mm. and talk about what happened to her, and that, that'll guide us through the process of putting the book together.
1: What was it like, Aaron, to, to have such a... Like obviously a, a deeply felt story, but also very personal for you and your family to to go through the process of kind of getting that out there for other people to to consume and to sort of take on board like, that must be such a weird mix of emotions
2: it was it was um, it was really hard to write down the first time, and i I still haven 't read the book since it 's been finished um, i 've tried a few times um, but, yeah, it, it, it still feels weird to me when I try mm. and read it. But it helped me a fair bit, I think, helped my family a fair bit. Um, it also helped people around us, like, because um, people don't know what to say to you or don't mm. know, and people people would walk across the street and avoid me, you know, because they just didn't want the, the awkward conversation, and um, that still happens now. Um, so, and seeing how a lot of people, the messages of people saying of it, Resonating with them, or parts of it, it sort of resonated with them. Um, has um, made it feel worthwhile, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: What have you learned about how to help others who are dealing with loss through your own experiences? Like, what would you say to people who, <coughs> like the people who are looking at, like avoiding you because they don't know what to say? What is it that you feel like you need? Uh, from them, is there any way, like to, I guess, make the approach easier?
2: Um, I think always ask how, how you going. And men- mention the even if you mention their name, it yeah. feels good. If, and I know it's hard to say always ask because people just don't want that awkward conversation. But a lot of your closer friends have said have since said, you know, what what do we say? And and they they do ask, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be an awkward conversation, but. Just do it anyway, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do it anyway, yeah.
0: And that's, I think, I'd say, yeah, I guess it takes the awkwardness out of it once that conversation's happened. You mm. only have to have that yeah. awkward chat once. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's as hard as it is for them, it's a lot harder. For us, because I know early in the early days, people would say say something, and then the person I'm talking to gets upset, and then I spend the whole time consoling them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: it seems to be a common story with with people who have had lost people close to them, is that they. they just anecdotally i've i've had this conversation with other people as well where they they sort of find that they have to put their own grief on the back burner a little bit and kind of help somebody else through (laughs) the awkwardness of the conversation about it which is such a strange position to be
3: in it is that is a lot of the time yeah that's exactly one point aaron made in the book that exact one that yeah you you end up in a uh, sort of a role reversal Mm. and that's and the way that's put across is not Necessarily, that was hard for Aaron, but it just sort of speaks to the fact that everybody goes through grief, and maybe we don't we don't all know how to deal with it at some point. And, um, and particularly when you get a really complicated grief story like this one, where Ainsley was already sick, um, but then dies in a schoolyard accident out of the blue, and it just uh, I think in the, the The way things were handled afterwards where everything sort of just went really quiet around the Deong family and they were kind of just left on their own while Mm. government systems and bureaucracies went into place and um, I think they just felt kind of abandoned. But that then added to the complications for anybody knowing what to say or what to ask because it was was just kind of a vacuum appeared Mm. um, and everybody was operating in a weird space.
0: Mate, the book is out and about now, and people can get it. Where can we get a copy of uh, the Ainsley De Jong could dance?
2: Yeah, there's an Ainsley De Jong um, could dance Facebook page where you can buy it directly from there. Um, Also, Gateway Bookshop, uh, Collins Books, or even Booktopia anywhere online. Yeah, Hardy Grant have published it to make it available. Everywhere,
0: yeah. Amazing. Jamie, you've been admiring the uh, cover of the book. I, yeah, I, I did say, as,
1: as an aside, just before we uh, came on air, that I, as a font nerd, I really love the cover. Some nice, clean Helvetica there happening in <laughs> the font work there. Fantastic. And just a gorgeous photo of Ainsley on the cover as well. Like, the, uh, her um, character seems to really sort of shine through in that, that photo on the cover.
0: What's the response to the book being like,
1: gents?
2: The book's been great. When we first... Um We got a four or five hundred copy deal to start off with, with Hardy Grant and um, he sold in a week. Um, So we had to, we had things planned to promote it, but we had to put that on the back burner and get another print run done. So we've we've got hold of that now and yeah, it's been good and the feedback, there's been lots of positive messages and things, which is, yeah, which is very pleasing.
3: Like we said, we set out just to tell a book, uh, to write a book that was just a tribute to Ainsley and tell the story about what happened around her, but... um it's a tribute to Aaron and Amanda's, as Aaron's wife Amanda's interviewed in the book as well and um, it's probably a tribute to their honesty and their rawness. It's a pretty raw story but mm. their um, raw honesty I think has resonated with a lot of people and people yeah. may not have been through the same circumstances but a lot of people have contacted us, both of us since, to talk about something in their own lives that this book touched on. It could be the PTSD or it could be losing somebody or it could be having a sick child and Aaron and I separately have both had Um, blokes come up to us and tell us about losing a child um, you know 30 40 years ago and said that they have really not talked about it much since but uh, knowing the books out and reading the book has given them the chance to talk about it again so that's kind of been something we didn't think about when we set out to write the book but that's Mm. been a bit of a humbling um, experience
1: it must be must be good to get that kind of feedback too to know that you're I mean, as terrible as the circumstances are, that you're putting something out there that can start those conversations, or maybe get people working through trauma that, as you say, might be like twenty, thirty, forty years old.
2: Yeah, it was that one of the stories Pete was talking about. I was just cooking a barbecue at the, the local footy finals, and this farmer type bloke I don't really know. Um, I named to say hello. He come up and he walked around behind the barbecue where I was cooking, and he you know stood there and he said. My wife's read your book. And I said, oh, yeah, that's nice, mate. And then he started welling up and he said, I've read your book. And he said, I've never read a book in my life. And um, he went on to tell me that, yeah, 40 years ago they lost a child and um, they were just put to the back of the hospital and they Mm -hmm. weren't spoken about They didn't even see the the child after she gave birth. And he said they never spoke about it back then. And he said in the two two weeks since they'd both read the book, they've spoken more about their um, child Mm -hmm. in that two weeks now than they have in their whole life. So that was... That was a very humbling yeah, day, yeah.
0: I thought you were going to say he was going to give you some pointers on your snacks. <laughs> 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 Mate, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. Great to meet you both and uh, great to have you in talk about it. Ainsley Dion Could Dance is the name of the book. As you can, as you heard, Booktopia or Collins in Town or you can get it at a Gateway Bookshop or on the Facebook page, Ainsley Dion Could Dance. Also, should mention, if you do need to have a yarn with someone, Beyond Blue is always available. They've got an online portal. You can get them on the phone as well, one 22 46 36 Lifeline as well, uh, 13-11-14 if you are experiencing a crisis. Gents, thank you so much and a great story. Congratulations on getting the book out and published. It is a bloody big effort to do so mm. and it just as you can tell from the impact in the community already, it's so important. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us.